Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Marriage Chronicles. This is your girl Naila, and because I am unaware of what time you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. So today for me is Thursday, December 23rd, 10.53, actually it's Y'all, while I'm trying to tell y'all the time, while I'm telling you the date, Thursday, December 23rd, 2021, it is 10.53 p.m. Y'all, I'm starting to see that these low, uh, late night sessions is is the way to go on my time off, y'all. It's, it's, it's when I'm like laying here and I'm just like, oh. I need to record a podcast, you know, because the day is filled with um, me gaining knowledge and wisdom from others throughout my day. Doesn't matter if I'm if I'm looking at an interview uh, of someone who I think is very wise or listening to a sermon or what like these days have just been full of me retaining knowledge and wisdom but ever so often something y'all these things are coming to me okay and I know it all has to do with algorithm and everything like that but okay so today I was watching I can't remember what I, I I clicked on something. I was on YouTube and I clicked on something with, I clicked on B.B. Uh, Winans um, Unsung. Unsung B.B. Winans. All right. So I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I started looking at this man. And I said, when did B.B. Winans get attractive? You feel what I'm saying? Because he's older. He's got the the white beard, not gray beard, the white beard. Then he got this little bitty fuzz on top of his head. You know what I mean? And I was just looking at him and I said, I never looked at B.B. like he was attractive. What is going on? (laughs) What is going on? on okay this man's best years are ahead of him like he is like wine because he was always just baby he just you know he was never ugly but he was never somebody you looked at and was just like oh baby never (laughs) okay but I'm looking at I'm looking at it and and I'm listening to him and as I'm listening to his story, I was like, oh, wow, it was very um, intriguing, very intriguing. And he starts telling his story of how, you know, him and, 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 and Cece came about, you know, singing and the platform that they came through and all this different stuff. And I'm just really listening. And it was just so uplifting. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, I do. Didn't he go through a divorce or something? I'm looking at his hand and I'm like, didn't he go through a divorce or something? He does not mention at all anything about his marriage or anything during the un, uh, unsung, right? Which I'm not really tripping on it, but I just remember years ago looking at BB and saying, What's going on with BB? Like it was just something like, what's going on with BB? He wasn't. It it wasn't a point where I was looking at him like, ooh, BB look good. He wasn't at that point yet, but he was at a point where he was starting to kind of wear like muscle shirts and stuff. I was like, what's going on with BB? He he ain't got no ring on no more. What's what's what is up with BB whinings and. But I never looked into it because, like I said, y'all, I don't be all up in these stars business and stuff like that. You know, um, when I moved to pray for someone, 
I do. But, um, yeah, you know, I didn't, you know, go looking into it or anything like that. I just kind of heard little things here and there back then. But like I said, on his unsung, he did not mention anything about marriage, divorce. It was like one little itty bitty thing about a child of his. And that was only to say that she was Whitney Houston's goddaughter, right? Um, He talked a lot about Whitney Houston. You know, he talked a lot about, you know, just the music aspect, you know, which I understand, you know. So anyway, so I got really pulled in by BB and I just started just looking at all these different YouTubes on them. I started uh, looking at... um, Y'all, I didn't even know that he had gotten into a group with Carvin and Marvin. I didn't I didn't even know that. Like, I think that's his name, Carvin. I didn't even know they were twins, uh, Carvin and Marvin. I didn't know certain things because all I did was I grew up on on the Winans music. I grew up on BB and CC Winans too. You know what I mean? Um Angie and Debbie, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people probably don't follow that, but Angie and Debbie Winans, when they came out, like I grew up on listening to the Winans, period, but I never knew details about their lives and stuff because that that stuff just never mattered to me. For me, I'm the type of person who I really don't need to know you outside of your music because that could taint the music for me. That's just how much I love music to where please don't taint your music with me finding out that you might be a jerk or just whatever. It just, it would taint the music. Like some people I regret, I regret seeing some things on people like nowadays you have open unfiltered would be filtered in a way but not really you just just you just have all this information about the people who singing the music that you love like um I hate that I used to watch Jonathan McReynolds lives and Molly Music Lives. I hate that I started watching that kind of stuff because it took away from the purity of it all. It took away from the music to me. Um, because Jonathan McReynolds was, woo, was one of my favorites. Molly Music was one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Dietrich Hatton was my favorite. Um, but when I got to knowing too much about their personal lives, it kind of tainted the music for me. You know, um, yeah, it got really like, mm. but um, yeah, Dietrich and all that he went through. The crazy thing is, I, I know I've talked to you all about this before, but years ago, before anything came to light, about Dedrick Hatton and Demita Hatton and their troubled marriage, God had me praying for their marriage. God told me to pray for their marriage. I did not take it that seriously. I said a little petty little prayer to this day. I hate that I did that. I wish I would have went into really praying for them, but I didn't really understand my ministry in marriage back then. Cause I wasn't even married. Um, I did not understand the ministry that was within me concerning marriage. I did not understand why God was having me pray for these stars, these these gospel artists, marriage. And I just kind of felt kind of irritated. Like, why are they coming up in, in my mind? Like, why is it being pushed on me so much and I just remember I was just like they're Dietrich Hatton and Demita I back then my perspective of celebrities was still 
that they weren't necessarily real people. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it was just like they were people, real people, but they were on a pedestal, which now celebrities of any sort are not on pedestals for me. They just people, they're, they are just like me. They just have the opportunity that I don't have. You know what I'm saying? They, they were given an opportunity. That's the difference between them and me. That's how I see it now. But back then, I just remember feeling like, God, why are you having me pray over them? They have it together. They're fine. You know what I mean? How I'm going to sit over here, y'all? First of all, how? 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 How, Sway? Who sits over here and tells God? Who sits over here and tells God the opposite of what, you know, he's telling them as if they know more than him? Like, who does it? That just sounds ridiculous to me now, <laughs> looking back. But at that point, I was really convinced, like, what in the world? But when things really did start to hit the fan, and I never forget, I was on Facebook and Dietrich hadn't put this big old humongous, ugly, uncensored um, status on Facebook about uh, Demita and how she was having an affair with Isaac Curry and all this different stuff. And he just, he said some very mean, hurtful things. And it really hurt my feelings because I was disappointed in him as a man of God um, at that moment. And I just remember going on his status and I said, please, please, I beg of you, please take this down. This is not tasteful. This does not make you, this does not give glory to God. I can't remember what I said, but I was so sincere. And Dietrich hadn't responded back to me. I can't remember what he said. He said, okay. He said, thank you or something like, thank you for that or something. Because I said, don't, don't do this. Please don't do this. Nobody needs to know. I was so hurt, y'all. I was in tears, hurt. Um, over how he chose to air his dirty laundry. Like there's a way to go about things. And I just remember Demita was just radio silence, just silent. I didn't hear any response from her at all whatsoever. And I just remember it was years later when Demita finally came out with a response and I was so appreciative of how she went about it. She went about it in a in a classy way. She went about it in a way she she it's it's like she waited to go through the feelings. Like you know when I tell y'all when I be like, you know, y'all get out your feelings before you make decisions and choices. Um, when you're on a hundred, that's not your time to speak. That's a time when you need to get a muzzle or something and put it over your mouth. Cause you're going to say things. And, and as Demita puts it, 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 it turns into a mudslinging contest and that's not good for anyone. But I remember that's when Demita got my respect because honestly, you guys, Demita was always this loud, obnoxious singing person in DJ Hatton's like live uh, concerts and stuff. And she was just like always screaming, but I, I believe that's how he had her sing it too. But she was annoying to me back then. And I, I really didn't think too much of Demita. And after all that stuff happened and, and she took her time coming to the forefront to say anything, she waited years. She waited until she sorted through those feelings. She waited until she was healed. She and 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 
and and moved on to someone you know else that she feels you know is God ordained. You guys, it was that is when Demita Hatton gained my respect. That's when I stopped being this biased fan of 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 Dietrich's. Is when Demita held her silence. She she stayed silent until she was ready to talk about the situation without trashing him. I appreciated that. Well, okay, I said all that to say this. And yeah, Jonathan McReynolds, you guys, when I say that, you know, I wish I wouldn't have watched his lives. It was more about um, him confronting fans saying, I'm not your husband, but it was the way that he was doing it. It, it. it sent me back to the feeling of how mean church boys were. Church boys would go along with the charade and then they would be mean to you after they get what they want or after they done toyed around with your emotions and they move on to somebody else and be ignoring you and y'all all in the same church and stuff, you know. So uh Jonathan Rick McReynolds just kind of made me feel that feeling again, like, oh, he's just a mean church boy that can sing. You know, they're always talented. <laughs> they're always super talented. Um but sucky when it comes to relationships. So, yeah. So anyway, I brought all of that up to say I was really looking at these uh, B.B. Winans um, interviews and, and I was just really um, loving his backstories and his stories about his father and his mother and, you know, and, and just the music business. And, and, and it wasn't a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, it was, it was stuff about his personal life, but it wasn't anything messy about his personal life. And I was really, you know, digging that, you know, and then you guys, and then, whew, Y'all, I had I had seen um him sing uh I think it's called Love Lifting Me. Love Lifting Me. Oh love lifting me when nothing else could help love lifting me. Is that what it is, you guys? Anyway, I saw him sing, I think it was Love Lifting Me. Um, and he sang that song and tears just started to flow out of my eyes. Like, man, I felt so much for God in that moment when he was singing that and how God sent his son and, and, and he died and redeemed us. And, oh my goodness, I was just like, so in love with God as I listened to B.B., sing about the goodness of the Lord. And I was just so full, you know, I was just so full. And, you know, as you, as you keep picking uh, certain videos, the algorithm picks up on the fact that, oh, you like BB, let me give you more BB. And so I'll click on them. I'm like, dang, man, the older he gets, you know, because some of these videos were a little bit, you know, or a few years ago, like, or 2014 or something like that. And I'm like, um, he's getting older in these videos because the, you know, the videos are getting closer and closer to current. And I'm like, he just looks better with age. Like what is, let me find out. I think BB Winans is attractive. When did that happen? <laughs> what? So, um, then I remember I, I started, I, I started watching an, an old movie, um, and I fell asleep and I woke up and when I came back from taking my daughter, uh, to work or whatever, you know, um, of course, you know, my algorithm is still like, Hey, you want more BB? And so I got on this one. Oh my goodness. I'm like, what? 
you know, I see now I don't know if any of you all have ever watched Larry Reed, but his he seems messy, okay? Um, when it comes down to certain things. So I saw Larry Larry Reed and it said Deborah Winings. Uh Deborah Winings, uh BB Winings ex wife and her book and I'm like oh man oh this about to be messy because it's on Larry Reed it's about to be messy and I was dreading watching it I was like do I want to watch this but part of me was like yeah you know I thought he was married at a certain point but now in all the interviews I don't see any ring or whatnot so part of me was like I kind of want to hear what she has to say but another part of me was really afraid because you know I grew up with these you know listening to these people I have a certain uh respect and admiration so I'm like oh lord my eyes just felt like they were gonna well up like I knew this man personally like oh god here we go but do you know his ex-wife got on there? She wouldn't even say his name. She said, and 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 Larry Reed was the one that kept saying BB's name because he was like, "This is this is that's the business aspect. I have to say his name so people will be intrigued to want to you know want to um, read the book and want to listen to the interview." But um, she was so poised. She reminds me of one of my aunts, like one of my mom's sisters, um, she, the way she looks and the way that she talks. And I was just like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? She reminds me of, of my family with their little cute faces and she did not dog BB. She did not. She said, you know, he's part of my story, but he's not my, he's not my, you, you go to saying he's part of the story, but he's not what this book is about. This book is not about um, dogging men. And she said that so many men you know, um, I think pastors and different things like that was like, thank you so much for not exposing us when we was acting a dog fool. You get what I'm saying? Like, because there's so many women who come out with tell all books and I'm in that, that range where, ugh, I am before it was just like when before my husband left like like years before we had ever separated um writing the book was going to be something he was included in on like um because i read certain parts about you know the the warfare that we had faced together and it was going to be this thing where it was like are you okay with me writing this um you know because I just always had faith that I just always saw the other side of the testimony like even though we were going through it at the time all I could ever see was the victory at the end you guys I'm just telling you that from the get, like the entire time that I've been writing this book, I've been writing it from a past tense. I could be in this situation like currently and I'm writing in, in a, in a past tense kind of way as though I, I write from the aspect of, I already have the victory. I'm telling you what I went through, not what I'm going through, even though I'm going through it now. I'm telling you from a place of victory. That's how I've 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 always written this book. I don't know why, but that's that's the the way that I've always written it. It's the way that I've always seen it. And years ago, you know, when I was 
in the beginning stages of writing this book. Um, and I remember one day, you know, my husband didn't, he didn't come home. And I was so stressed out because he wasn't answering his phone, like nothing, like, and it was a bad storm outside, a really bad snowstorm to where, you know, when you step in the snow, trying to come in the house, the snow is all the way up to your knees. It was a really bad snowstorm and I hadn't heard from him and I was freaking out and I had made a video earlier that day because, you know, me and my husband were really going through at that time. And I had made a video earlier that day or the day before. And it was a video and it was in black and white because I used to do little quick Instagram uh, posts. And it was a video um, and I was just talking about how the sun will shine again and stuff like that. And, and I was coming, it was my first, my very first ever transparent moment before this podcast even existed. And I was sitting there and I was stressed out. I had called his mother and I was just so upset. She didn't know where he was at. She hadn't heard from him. I didn't know. I was just like devastated. And I think Probably a week or two, probably about a week or two before that, I had left my husband and went to a motel with the kids. And I came, you know, he didn't check on me or anything when I was gone or anything. Then when I finally came back or whatever, you know, there was damage that had been done, you know, from me leaving him. I guess he felt you know, deserted. But the reason why I left was because I was tired of being talked to a certain way or talked down to, you know, it was just so much of a disconnect at that point. And he, he snapped at me and said something to me crazy. And I was like, I'm out. I didn't even tell him I was gone. He just woke up and realized we weren't there. Um, and I know that was wrong you know, of how I went about it. But anyway, so that's what my husband was doing. My husband um, is the type of person, he might not say nothing right then, but in his mind, he's storing it up for, oh, I'm going to get you back and I'm going to get you back like real, like bad. Like I've, I'm the one that ended up calling him uh, the next day you know, when I was gone and told him where I was at and I didn't let it, you know, linger. I even came back to see him, um, and all of that, uh, the next, the next very next day. Um, so my husband knew where I was at and everything. Um, but what he was doing was storing up, like, I'm gonna get you back worse. And so when that snowstorm happened and everything, he didn't answer his phone. He just went MIA. This was, like I said, maybe a week or two after I had, you know, left or whatever, which me doing it, it was triggered. You know what I mean? And, um, but him doing it, it was just one day he just didn't come home, you know? And I was really like devastated. And I remember... I was sitting on the bed and I kept just looking out the window like, oh, my goodness, it's getting later and later and later and nobody's heard from him. You know, he could be on the side of the road dead somewhere. I don't know where he's at. And he had never not answered my calls. And so I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And there was a guy who inboxed me all of a sudden on Facebook Messenger and he just starts prophesying over me. And my husband, he starts prophesying, saying that y'all have him. And he didn't know anything about me. He didn't know anything that was going on at that, t at that time or anything. He just started prophesying and just started saying different things like, you know, your husband, you know, he's, he, he's very, you know, fragile and, and this and that. And, you know, and, but it's gonna, your, your prayers are going to bring him out 
of the place that he's in right now where he's running and this and that and you know he your prayers are going to set him free and deliver him and y'all gonna have this um ministry you know what I mean your marriage and your testimony is going to be you know a ministry and I was like wow because if it just felt like confirmation of everything you know and I was just like wow like what like what you don't know anything he was like I I watched that video he was like I don't know he was like I watched that video that you put up and when your face came on the screen everything just started downloading to me and so I got on here to tell y'all to tell you and y'all it was very it was very long and detailed and I was like oh wow so when my husband finally came home and um had this attitude like I didn't know where you was at and just you know just playing this little game like I don't have to tell you nothing because you didn't tell me nothing even though I did um (laughs) there was like a moment where I looked at him and I said look hey we're meant to be together like and you know, we have a ministry and I started telling him about what the guy said. And he was like, I know. And it was the first time that, that we had talked about that aspect that we had a ministry that, that we know that he was like, yeah, I know. I tell people all the time, like, you know what I mean? I tell people all the time. You know what you're saying now that we're meant to be together and this and that. And so I was just like, oh, wow. So back when I was writing the book in those early stages, he was right. He was going to be right there. okaying the things that I wrote in the book because I had faith and knew we were going to come out on the other side of this. This is not me bashing him. This is this is me telling what our marriage suffered through and where we're at now. So I just, like I said, always started writing my book from a place of victory. And so when, so now that he's not here and now that he's not communicating with me, what I fear is, let me not say what I fear. What I don't want to come off as is a mudslinging, um, man bashing, tell all kind of author. I don't want to be like that. That is, that's not what this is about. Um, for me, these things still happen to me and he's not here for me to say okay you know I wrote this and wrote that you know what do you think you know with him not communicating with me it's hard you know I want to be viewed as as classy as one who like like B.B. Wine's ex-wife is doing you know what I mean she's telling her story She's not dogging him out. She's not tainting what we see, you know, what we've come to, you know, who we've come to love, even though she's said little things here and there that's letting me know, you know, that um, he has narcissistic ways um, and that um, he was abusive to her. Um, in front of her children, you know, she, she just said little things here and there, but it wasn't anything. Even when she said those things, she said it in such a way that didn't put it out there as though I'm bashing him. She put it out there in a way as though this happened to me, this happened to me. And, and, and this is my story. And I'm no longer being silent about it, you know, and 
I don't know, y'all. I just, I just, man, I just looked at, at her. I really appreciate her caring approach um, to this, even though he's done certain things to her, you know, um, even though he abandoned her, you know, she said that she had to find out uh, through someone else that he filed for a legal separation. She didn't know. And she said in that moment, she literally, you know, she was sitting on the floor with the children and she said, um, she literally got up and went to the bathroom and just threw up because it, it just took her. There was no communication. He just up and did this, you know, and she talked about, you know, the feelings that I felt like he doesn't want me, you know, the lack of intimacy and things like that. Like, oh, wow, he doesn't want me, you know, and the abandonment issues and the different things that she's had to go through due to his lack of communication and his lack of or his willingness to um, go about it in a way that would even give her a chance to respond. You know, she's just been silent because I know a lot of people, you know, because I do remember kind of hearing something, but it was just like, I don't know. I remember looking at BB one time and I just said, what, what's going on with him? Like, it's just something just looked off at a certain point. And I was just like, he just looked like he tripping, like, right now. Like, he really looked like he tripping right now, is what I remember thinking. But, but yeah, I just, I, I watched that interview and I appreciated the fact that she didn't mudsling, that she didn't you know, um, she wouldn't even say his name. She would say the ex, you know, like this is not a story of, about the ex. Yes, things that happened with him happened to me, but, and that's just part of my story, but it's not my, that's not my full story. And it's, and, and, and I didn't marry into purpose. I had a purpose already, you know. And so I just really appreciated that. I didn't know what I was about to see. I really was kind of, oh, I was like, oh God, I don't even, do I even want to watch this? But I just felt like keep watching it, you know? And so I did. And I really appreciate it when I see women still telling their stories, but, and still telling their side of it without tearing him down and speaking loud because I told y'all I saw somebody else somebody else's wife I don't know who she is but um somebody's wife and he turned out to be gay and sleeping with with the with with his assistant his male assistant in their house and all that and she was just screaming and hollering like no I've been quiet and I've been keeping him covered but no more no more and she was just screaming and hollering and it was so unflattering it was so disappointing to see this woman being so ratchet regardless of if she's is if you know regardless of if she if she's no longer a a first lady her ratchet approach was, 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 was unattractive. It was just very ugly to watch to where I couldn't even watch the whole doggone thing. I felt like I was entertaining demons watching it. But these beautiful women like Demita Hatton and, 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 ugh. Deborah D. Winans, you get what I'm saying? Those are women who, uh, oh Lord Jesus, I aspire to follow in their footsteps because, you know, Demita told her side of the story. She told her side of the story. Um, she told the bad, the ugly, all of that, but she didn't do it in a way that made me 
lose any respect for Dietrich. If there was any respect to be lost <laughs> on Dietrich's end, Dietrich was doing it himself. It wasn't Demita's doing. And I appreciate that. Um, these, to me, feel like true women of God who still have love for their husbands and their ex-husbands, even though, you know what I mean, it didn't work out. They still, you can tell they still have a, a deep love for their husbands, their ex-husbands. And that's a beautiful thing because I really feel like regardless of what happens, I'm always going to love this man. Regardless of what happened. You know, um, Deborah Winans was saying that even if her husband called her today, you get what I'm saying? It's just, you know, with an apology or asking, you know, for help in a certain place, you get what I'm saying? It's just, I feel like the same thing with Demita. Like if, if, you know, and, and Demita was very hurt when it, you know, I know more about Demita's story than I do Deborah's, um, but um, Demita says, you know, Dietrich uh, left her like to either the day of her mother's funeral or the day after. So she was dealing with all of that. And then all of a sudden she's hearing, you know, different things about what's going on. And she was like, OK, somebody's pregnant. You know, and just to think, I don't know if they had any fertility issues, but Demita and Dietrich were together since like school days. And so for them to have been married for as long as they're married, they were married um, and still not have any children. You know, I know. I, I believe based on, on what she was saying, she wanted children and for him to turn around and have back-to-back -back babies with another woman, that was hurtful for her, you know, uh, very hurtful, but she still talks about him in a loving way. She still says, you know, I love him. You know, I wish him well, whatever, whatever. I just really admire these two women of God and how they've gone about things, uh, regardless of how things have turned out. And I believe that God is just working. God has just been working on my heart, you guys, so much. I've told you all of how. As the days go by, my heart grows more compassionate and loving towards him. As the days as the days go by, regardless of what happens, my heart still grows. And, and, I, and I know that's just God healing my heart. I know that's just God. Um, <laughs> gracing me with grace for him. You get what I'm saying? Like. That's regardless, you know, and now I understand my mother too. My mother was like that with my dad. She was like that. My mother went through a lot with my dad. I really believe they put each other through some things. Okay. But she went through a lot. And I remember just talking to her one day uh, after I had my first baby and it was craziness going on with that because I was fresh out of high school. I think I had, I had just September, October, November. I had just turned 18, not that long before. And then I graduated, um, high school and got pregnant by a 26 year old man who really um, schemed his way. Um, he really fooled me. He really uh, messed over me pretty badly. And I just remember saying to mommy, I just remember saying to her, 
How did you pray for him? How did you, how did you do it? Because he was putting me through a lot at that point, you know, um, and having a child, you know, by him, I couldn't just put him on block and then just never speak to him again. Like I had to still deal with this toxic man and, um, try to find a way to be okay. Um, because he was the father of my child now. And I was fresh out of, out of, out of high school. So I was still a child myself. And I remember asking my mother, I said, how did you pray for daddy? How, how did you do this? How did you forgive daddy? And I remember her saying, well, I couldn't really pray a whole lot about him in the beginning. She said, but what I would do whenever I would think about him, I say, I say, Lord, have mercy on him. And she said, that's just, that's what she would do. She would just say, you know, because you're supposed to pray for those who, 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 you know, they, they, they use you and they, you know, talk about you and they put you through things. You're still supposed to pray for those people. So I was just like, God, I don't understand. I'm going to pray for this man. And I asked mommy that, and that made things easier for me because mommy never dogged daddy out in front of us. Um, she didn't. Mommy was the type of woman who, mother, who would um, remind us, well, you know, this is, uh, you know, daddy's birthday is coming. She still called him daddy. You know, daddy's birthday is coming up. So you need to call, you need to call your daddy, you know. Um, okay. Well, y'all know that daddy, uh, daddy's, uh, this is coming up and you know, this, this, this is the week of our anniversary and you know, he's going to be taking it hard. So, um, so make sure y'all call him and be nice. You know, mommy did that. Mommy was the reason why daddy still got phone calls. Mommy was the reason why we forgave daddy. You know what I mean? And and I, and mommy is the reason why my heart forgives so easily because she was always the ultimate example of now you still got to love this person. You got to forgive them. You can't hold grudges. You can't, you know what I mean? <sighs> These beautiful women, my mother, Demita, Deborah Winans, these are women who I admire and I appreciate their forgiveness and their grace that they have towards uh, their ex-husbands is so beautiful to me and I can only aspire to be just as eloquent in my speaking just as loving in my ways and just and forgiving. I appreciate those examples set before me. And yeah, yeah, you know, so uh, that's all you guys. That's all. I just, you know, I don't, I can still like, see these people and know that they they did things wrong you know these men but the 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 women that they chose to marry still have a certain amount of love and respect to where i don't lose the love and respect for them and and i can only hope that my book that I'm still able to tell my story without it seeming like I'm bashing him, you know, or anything like that. This is part of my story. This is my story. Um, and I'm just writing it. You know, it was going to happen regardless of if it's going to happen, regardless if he's here or not. You know, it's going to happen. So I just want to make sure that, that I eloquently put it in a way uh, and tastefully put it in a way that's that's not going to diminish him as a person 
or cause other people to hate him, even though I know I can't control everybody. Some people are immature and some people will still choose to do that regardless. That's not my intent, but people are going to interpret and take from it what they will. All I can do is pray um, that my book, regardless of how petty a person is that's reading it, can still see the love and the admiration, respect and forgiveness that I have towards my husband. So anyway, all right, you guys, that's all. That is all. I'm going to get off of here. I love coming and talking to you all. It makes everything um, that much clearer for me. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. I do. Um, I just thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for your listens. Um, I'm going to continue writing on this book. I'm going to continue, um, coming and sharing with you all every night. Um, and yeah, you know, I might do it first thing in the morning at some point, but just know that these eight days that I'm off, um, y'all might just be getting the late night uploads like now, which probably don't if you're if you're on any other platform probably doesn't even show up until the next morning so it was like yeah but ooh, ooh y'all y'all it's 1144 i'm going to get off of here now because i'm so sleepy i've been getting some really good sleep so <laughs> all right you guys remember 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 to keep your attitudes in check remember to forgive okay forgive if not for their benefit for your own forgiveness is for you not for them it sets you free okay so forgive so you can be forgiven forgiveness is for you please remember that all right all right, you guys know that God loves you. I love you too. And until next time, <laughs> peace. Have Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.